Hi everybody, and uh, I'm here today with Lauren Tenner and Joe Wilkinson at the new RMHC house in Edinburgh, due to open very soon at the new Edinburgh Children's Hospital. Um, and what we'd like to do today is have a new uh, series which we're calling Flog Your Blog. So, <laughs> I'm going to start off with Lauren. Lauren, hi, thanks for joining us. Would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Not a problem, Lisa. Um, hi, listeners. My name is Lauren Tenner. Um, I am the Deputy House Manager of the new RMHC in Edinburgh. And I also have a blog called I've Had a Mare. And what's the, what's the gist of that blog? What, we, what can we expect to see if we had a look at that? What you'd sort of expect from the content would be what inspired it was when I remember being a teenager and you'd get like magazines for young girls that would have a cringe column. It's sort of like an adult version of that. Okay. Um, I'm glad you remember being a teenager because how old are you now, Laura? 23. 23. That's good then, isn't it? Oh, baby. It's been five long years. It's been a long time. <laughs> so... On Flog Your Blog, which Lauren just did very well, I, I just wanted to throw out a few random, if not cheesy, questions. And it's really, it's a bit like, um, it's a bit like one of those celebrity shows where you've just got to answer spur of the moment questions and we'll see what you come up with. Uh, we might throw a couple at Joe as well. <laughs> Joe, so just before we start, Joe Wilkinson. Quick introduction, please. Okay, so I'm Joe. I'm the operations and development consultant for, well, was the North region, but now I've got Cardiff, so not quite You're taking north. over the world now, Taking, right? yeah, taking over the world, not quite north. Um, so I look after um, Edinburgh, Arrow Park, Manchester, Birmingham and Cardiff. Um, Just and tell us a very quickly um, for our listeners out there what RMHC is okay so it's um, a charity that looks after the parents and siblings of sick children when they're being treated in local specialist hospitals so that could be a whole range of things from cancers to bad car accidents to you know just anything at all that's linked with specialist hospitals and the children so we provide accommodation for the family so they can be close to their child and we do it at no cost whatsoever. Right, so it's it's completely, it's an independent charity that's um, self-funding. Yes. And so how much would it cost? Uh, how much do you have to generate to keep a house going? Oh, well, it definitely varies. So, um, I don't know, with this house, not quite sure what the running cost would be at the moment because obviously we haven't set up. Um, but there could be anything from three hundred thousand to a million pounds a year, depending on um, where the house is. Like our um, house, Evelina London. So where that is, so it's obviously by Lambeth Palace and everything. So that's higher running costs. Higher running costs and rates and all of that, and obviously that's um, a sixty-bed house. Yeah. And then we've got Arrow Park that's only a seven bed house and that's in a hospital. So that could be two hundred thousand. Yeah, okay. Right, thanks for that, Joe. It's um it's really good to be here talking to you. So let's get on with the questions. So Lauren, back to you. What makes you smile the most? 
I'd have to say what makes me smile the most is uh, my boyfriend's very good at impressions and he does silly noises when he doesn't think anyone's watching him or listening to him. So one of the first times I heard him do it was he was making breakfast, it was quite early days, and I heard him in the other room just go, toast, ah, (laughs) and that really made me smile. And he does that quite a lot. So from that point of view, he's a keeper, is he? Mm. Is that the only redeeming feature or are there others? No, that's about it, to be honest with you. Well, fair enough. Yeah, so am I though. Mm, okay. Uh, what and what music makes you cry? Ooh, that's quite a difficult one, I think, because it's sort of what you associate a song with, particularly. I'd probably say I quite like a few from Les Mis. I think they are very emotional. Yeah. Okay. Not a bad answer there, Lauren. Uh, Joe, what little thing makes you grateful to be alive? <laughs> um, little thing. It can be teeny. It can be teeny. I don't know. It's probably just the friends I've actually chosen. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like yes. a lot of friends that have been given to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or have chosen you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Against your will. No, yeah. I think, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Like the the people that you've got in your lives that make you smile day to day and that you can have a, a giggle with or, yeah, that's probably makes me quite great. Yeah. So on hard days, Joe, what motivates you to still get up out of bed and, and get on with things? Oof. Probably just, even, even when you're, like, stressed and you've got challenges and all of that sort of thing... I think every day is like a new day, isn't it? And you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I do, even when you're like fed up and you're tired, it, I try and think of it as quite exciting because you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Days are full of sliding doors, aren't they, moments? So you've just got to get up and think, right, what's today going to bring? Yeah. So just, yeah, the, the unknown mm-hmm. gets me out of bed. Brilliant. Um... Lauren, what family member do you call when you've got good news to share? Ooh. See, I hate chatting on the phone. I'm a bit like that myself. It's not rather for send me. the text. Yeah. So whose phone call am I most likely to answer when I've got good news and they've managed to find out through the grapevine? Yeah. <laughs> Probably my younger sister, Lily. Oh, we love Lily. Uh, and who inspires you to live your best life? I think I inspire myself to live my best life. Excellent. Yeah. For a long time dead. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite true, actually. You are a long time dead, aren't you? Um, now, who wants to take the next one? Ip, dip, dip. Well, I'll take this one. Joe, when you have to... Oh, you won't have trouble with this one. When you have to confront someone, do you stand strong or say nothing? Oh, stand strong. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Lauren, do you believe in fate? No. It's a human construct. So you can't... Fate diminishes your personal responsibility. 
I think you have a lot of autonomy over at least how you react to things that happen to you. Yeah. So by saying it's fate, that makes excuses for a lot of things, I think. Yeah, that's very interesting, actually. We could do a podcast about that, couldn't we? Or a blog. Vlog your blog. Joe, <laughs> so, I forgot to ask you, do you have a blog to vlog? I don't. Well? I don't have one. Maybe there's a little... Uh... I, like, I like to do quite a bit on Insta, but I don't have a proper blog. Oh, do you Insta? I love yeah. Insta. I like my Insta. I'm still learning a bit of Insta with my social media guru. Phil G. <laughs> um, vlog your Phil G. <laughs> uh, right. Lauren, what makes you most proud of yourself? I'd say what what makes me most proud of myself would be the sort of women that I'm surrounded by because all my friends are very successful and they're I'm very proud to be considered a friend by them. Oh. One nice. of the things that they've achieved that's really nice um and when you're in crisis do you tend to be calm or do you freak out no i'm a panicker oh yeah, yeah. that doesn't I'm stop me calm. from dealing with it mm. are you the it, same joe no i go proper calm yeah I'm really calm with anything that's i'm probably like like i was laughing before paper court and i'd be traumatized mm. but serious pain or serious trauma i just go into overdrive yeah really calm and then panic later when you've done. So then sit in a corner and go, oh my god, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, if there was one charity you could donate to, which one would it be? Let's not say RMHC, just even if it's true, just to um, open up the arena a little bit there. Should I answer while you're thinking? Yeah. I think at this moment in time, there's been loads of charities that I've always supported, linked to like dementia, diabetes and stuff, but I think at this moment in time, I'd probably do the Steve Byrne Aww. Trust. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so Steve Byrne um, used to be the chair of the Board of Governors at Manchester House, been involved for a long time with itself, Lisa. Um, and he did. He just did all sorts. And eighteen months, two years ago, he found out that um, incurable cancer. So in his last twelve months, he did a massive fundraising campaign um, and converted um, five rooms in the Manchester house to become sixty-five bedrooms. And he just, he, I found him really inspiring in that last twelve months. He inspired so many people. That's didn't he? it. That when you're faced knowing you're gonna die at the age of forty-eight, yeah, to actually turn that around and use it to create really good memories for your children, for those around you, and a and a legacy to make a difference. I just thought that was amazing. Yeah. Um. So, he wanted to make sure that he still supported. R M H C, but also the Christie and different things. So we set up the trust, um, so that all of his family and friends and business contacts and everything, even though they bought into him and what he wanted to to achieve, he was just concerned that 
he didn't want that to stop once he'd gone. Yeah. So set up the trust. So that trust now supports all these amazing charities. So I think that's probably why I would like to support it because I think so many other really critical charities will benefit mm-hmm. because of that trust. Yeah. Um, so, yes. The story, uh, Steve's story really is a, a remarkable story. So one that we'll probably cover in another podcast um, possibly with Lisa's sister. Yeah, that would be lovely. Um, so, Lauren. So, the charity that I am keenest to support is called CAM, so it's Campaign Against Living Miserably, mm-hmm. and that is the mental health charity that is aimed at men between the age of about 17 to 45, because that is the suicide's the biggest killer of men within that age bracket, which I think is baffling mm-hmm. that that has overtaken sort of car accidents and things like that, and lots of my friends and men that I know have really struggled with mental health, so I think that what that charity does mm. to try and bring it to the forefront is very important. And is that across the UK? Yeah, and they do yeah. lots of, um, they offer lots of online guidance, support, ways of dealing with things that you can uh, you can use their services without worrying about any kind of judgment or being like shut down by doctors or yeah. just to tell your friends. I think that's very good. And lots of very high profile men have come out and said, that they've had struggles and then like released songs for them and stuff and I think that's yeah, yeah. so it's amazing how many people struggle from uh, with mental health issues at some point or other yeah. in their life um so the great news is it's it's becoming more and more um spoken about rather than having this stigma attached to yeah. mental health it's now becoming um more recognized and um there's a lot more help out there I think so um brilliant well i'm just going to ask you one more question each it's the same one what are you afraid of i'm slightly reluctant to say this on tape but i am afraid that i would release a sex tape and no one would care Oh, I'd care, Lauren. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. I'd because share it everywhere I could. Thank you. All over social media. Because this is the thing. People like to think that, oh, if they released a sex tape, they'd suddenly have a reality TV show. But what if that didn't happen? Hmm. Like, people battered, for example, Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian. Like, you're only famous because of your sex tape. What if you then had a sex tape and it didn't make you famous? Hmm. Interesting thought. I might just go to bed thinking about that one tonight. That sort of but... put me off my thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> what are you afraid of, what Joe? Afraid of? Um... <laughs> okay, my problem... Are you 100% confident that your sex tape wouldn't go unnoticed? <sighs> I think nowadays, I think it probably would. <laughs> I'd like to think many moons ago, I might, I might have got a few watches, a few likes, might have a few shares, but I'm not quite sure nowadays. However, I am much fitter than I was years ago, so you never know with the bedroom exactly, mathematics. Exactly, Will, do you know what? Then? Tell me about it. I am a lot more flexible than all six months <laughs> Well, there you have it. Coming to YouTube soon. And if anybody has any comments to make on this podcast please uh, drop us a message or um, give me a uh, comment on www.mrsdblogger.co.uk once again ladies thank you for joining me and uh, we'll speak to everyone soon bye bye, bye. <laughs>